Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of the Tacoma News Tribune. And he's going to identify what he believes are the three most interesting elements of day two of the minicamp yesterday. Good morning, Greg. What do you what do you think? Give us three. Lay three on us for good, good morning, Mitch. Well, you're right. The first one's Richard Sherman talking to the local media at length in a press conference for the first time since mid-December. And he kind of sort of apologized publicly for blowing up at his coaches on the sidelines last season. He said he's spoken to them, and that's all he needs to answer to. And he may, quote, may have gone over the top and going after Chris Richard and Daryl Bevel in two different games last October and December. So that's that's going to pass, I guess, for his <laughs> apology. How about his how about his run in with the media? Uh, one in particular uh, in one press conference and then just an overall. I don't like the Seattle media anymore and I'm not talking to you guys anymore. Well, I, it went unspoken that the fact that he was back to his usual engaging, joking, answering every question, not skipping over any of our questions and saying next question that he is trying to go past that. But he did not apologize. He didn't say he was out of line for any of his press conference or I'm going to take your credential, I can ruin your career stuff to Jim Moore. So no, that he, he's not going to go back on that. The mere fact he was speaking to us, uh, I guess, says that he is trying okay. to make amends for that. He, he called it a brand-new old attitude. He said he was going to get back to where he was when he was, quote, a cold dude. And he what he meant was early in, the, in his career, uh, he seemed like he's trying to start again. I think a lot of this is from Pete Carroll saying, look, last year was, as, he, as Carroll said in March, self-inflicted on your part, and let's get past this and move on. Yesterday was something of a fresh start of that. Do you believe it? I believe it has to be for him. I believe that. You think it'll happen? Might. You think a year from now we're going to be talking about a new? Uh, is he going to get through the season without any of these outbursts that to have us give us something to talk about on radio shows for a week or two weeks? <laughs> Depends if they win, Mitch. <laughs> if they don't win, if they don't if they don't play well, and the offense scores three points at Arizona, then no, we will probably will be talking about because he'll probably blow up again at somebody on the sidelines or in the on the offense. So uh, it, it all goes back to winning, as it always does in professional sports. Okay. Uh, Storyline number two with Greg Bell the Tacoma News Tribune. Give us one. I, I thought it was both Sherman and Michael Bennett almost going out of their way to say how much they love Russell Wilson. Okay. It, Michael Bennett said he was, quote, a perfect leader, a perfect leader for the Seahawks, a perfect leader, a great man, what he represents in community. And Richard Sherman said he, quote, had a fantastic relationship with Russell Wilson, despite what the ESPN Seth Wicker Sam story said last month. Basically, Sherman dismissed the Wicker Sham ESPN article as clickbait, uh, unnamed sources, cowardly, and not true, and, quote, nonsense. Well, I, I just thought it was interesting that rather than just saying we're moving past that or that story was bunk and we're moving past it, that they did go out of their way to rally behind their quarterback, as you would expect they might, but it just seemed like they went really over the top in doing that. 
uh, it, it's some of it may be dirty laundry that they w- don't want aired. Some of it may not be true. I still find it very hard to believe that any writer who's been employed for more than three days would completely make up things that come out of the ether and put it into national print. Mm-hmm. So, okay. do that as it may. Okay. So <laughs> how about storyline number three? Anything on the field that interests you yesterday? Well, it gets so overshadowed by what was going on. We haven't talked much about Malik McDowell yes. and Jack Griffin. Let's do that. what they're up to. Yeah. Malik McDowell has, has moved into – now that Michael Bennett is here for the mandatory stuff, Malik McDowell is more of a second-team pass rush situational pass rush guy. And when in scrimmages that I've seen in team groups, they've moved him outside to end. Now, he didn't play much of that at Michigan State. They originally, in rookie minicamps, the Seahawks were saying that they are going to envision him starting off trying inside pass rush, defensive tackle, hybrid end, like like Michael Bennett in nickel pass rush situations. But in scrimmaging yesterday, he McDowell was outside as the second defensive end on the second team. So okay. they're, they're just trying to see where he fits around and move him around. Shaq Griffin, now that the – in OTAs, when Nico Thorpe was also here, it was Shaq Griffin as the starting corner opposite Richard Sherman. In the la- in the first two mini camps, it's been Nico Thorpe with rookie Shaq Griffin as the second ah. cornerback. So that, ah. that's somewhat of a change from last week. Uh, again, I think they are trying to see what they have there. But it, as if mini camps are any indication, Mitch, starting training camp, it's going to be Nico Thorpe versus Shaq Griffin for the starting cornerback job on the right side. I don't know much about Nico Thorpe. Tell me, what should I what should I know about Nico Thorpe? Does well, he get they got him camp? as a special teams. The reason they got acquired him was as a special teams guy a couple years ago, and and that's where they thought the role was going to be. He's They've moved him a little bit around in the defense and, and coverage, inside, outside, slot receiver. Uh, uh We'll see. I, I I still think Shaq Griffin. It's his job to win, and that uh, they drafted him to start this year in the third round. Uh, but Thorpe is more of a role player, special teams guy that uh, would be somewhat of a stopgap if if Griffin doesn't win the job. So Malik, let's go back to the Malik McDowell comments that you made. We're with Greg Bell. You got to follow him on Twitter. I do. As soon as Richard Sherman speaks, it's up on Twitter, and he's got quotes. He's got video. He's does a great job, as do everybody out there, but you got to follow Greg Bell on Twitter to get everything that's happening from minicamp. He keeps me up to date anyway. Uh, let's go back to your thoughts on Malik McDowell. For guys like me who are, in the words of uh, one ex-Seahawks coach, obsessed with the pass rush, um, I just close my eyes and visualize Malik McDowell coming from one of the inside spots uh, uh, you know, I, I don't even know where they're going to be. Uh, Cliff Avery will be outside. Michael Bennett, Malik McDowell. Give me a fourth guy that I'm not rem- remembering. They're going to have a good pass rushing team on on long yarded situations. If Malik McDowell really pans out the way Pete Carroll and John Schneider believe he will in pass rushing situations, right? Right. Frank Clark would be the other Frank one. Clark. I mean, Forgot uh, about Frank uh, Clark. Yeah. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Clark ten sacks last year. So they would. They want to have Clark. And Averill outside, Pro Bowl Averill, Clark with 10 sacks last year. Then inside Bennett, Pro Bowl defensive end, and Malik McDowell, number one draft pick. But, but across the top, there's a four cross and nickel pass rush. That is what they want. That's a big deal. People say, well, nickel, it's not starting well. In the NFL these days, in the, the Seahawks the last couple of years, the, the Seahawks have been in nickel defense 60-plus percent of the time in the last two seasons. So you're basically a starter, even if you don't not start the first snap of the game. You're basically a first-teamer 
and I think that's where McDowell's going to end up. I think a lot of this offseason and practicing is to see what other roles he could fit. He played a lot inside at Michigan State, not in a role the Seahawks are asking him to. He actually played nose tackle as a try to be a run stopper. The Seahawks see him as too slithery, too athletic, too tall to be a three-gap run stop defensive tackle. They want him to be a mismatched nightmare for guards and centers inside, and they're trying him outside at defensive end in practice to see where he fits there, too. I, I do think the lineup you just mentioned at the start is the one they're going to take into the regular season. It'll be their fast pass rush. Last question for this morning, and then we'll invite you back. Uh, Greg Bell of Tacoma News Tribune offering us the Seahawks at 7. Have we gotten a sense of where Ethan Posick's best spot is? Not where he will be on this line. That will be dependent upon some of the other guys and who excels at other positions and what they need. Do we know what his best, what his best role, what, where he excels the best, at least at LSU, which position on the offensive line? No, and I don't think they do yet either. Okay. They're trying him at right tackle. He's a second-team right tackle in all the scrimmaging I've seen this month. They were, he was there again yesterday. They say he can play guard and has played guard at LSU. He was listed and played most of his time as a center, that they're not going to use him much as, as long as Joey Hunt's on the roster as the backup to Justin Britt. So it comes down to either guard or center, I mean, uh, guard or tackle. At his size, 6'6", six, six, Mitch, I think they would love him to be a tackle. And yeah. I think that on the right side is where they've had him used so far. But Jermaine Effetti, of course, the number one draft pick from last year, is on, at right tackle right now, and he's not going anywhere for a couple more years under rookie contract. So if Posick's going to play sooner than later, it won't be at right tackle. Do they worry, Greg, do they worry about two guys being too tall at guard and center because of Russell Wilson's relative diminutive height, I guess is the best way to say it. I, I, don't, I, don't, want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but uh, <laughs> because of his small in stature uh, build, do they worry about putting a guy like Posick who's so tall at guard and center? Is that part of the problem? They, they say no. The Seahawks say no, but it is a fact that Russell Wilson's 5'10". And if you have guards that are 6'6 six, six and 6'8 six, in front of them, then that would be a natural issue on crossing patterns. They say no. I think it's more of size and, and walling off the edge against elite pass rushers and defensive ends. Now, of course, you have to be athletic and quick to get outside in the NFL to, to, to block the edges, and that's why I think they're trying to see in Posick right now. But they keep saying no. Uh, okay. they, can, they can do a 6-6 six, six guard, and Posick can also do that role. I keep thinking about John Schneider after the draft saying, we drafted two and a half guys when we drafted Ethan Posick. And the, half, the guard and the center are the two, and then the half is – I mean, the guard and the tackle are the two, and the center is the half that they don't need right now. Mm. Greg, thanks very much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Appreciate all your work. Appreciate it. All right, Mitch. All Thank right. you. Have a good all right, day. this is Greg Bell right there on 950 uh, KJR. Uh, wait a second. got to do this and then this. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. On the uh, Seahawks at 7, everything you need to know. Don't forget Richard Sherman, each uh, 45 after the hour. 745 more of Richard Sherman's press conference yesterday. And then 845 as well. Another chance to win 100 bucks is coming and a live visit to the U.S. Open at 28 minutes past the hour. But first, we got to find out how long it takes before we start believing 
that Mike Zanino is fixed from. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.